This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. You can text the show on 8.12.15. Follow us on X and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Every time I see X like that, I think of Leonardo's Vitruvian Man. Oh. There you go. <laughs> See, so I've said it. I've said it. <laughs> yeah. It's out there. Um, I've had some very odd encounters. Really? Oh. Very odd. What happened? First one, I was in Birmingham on last Saturday, and uh, there was a, a group of people, a man and uh, two women, and he said, um, are you uh, your... Um, you're Jasper Carrot, aren't you? <laughs> I said, no, I'm not. He goes, oh, you are. I said, no, I'm, I'm really not Jasper Carrot. And he said to these women, I told you he was Jasper Carrot. I thought, where are you getting your confirmation? <laughs> I've just said I'm not him. I said, I'm honestly not. And he went, yeah. And then as I walked away, he said it was, uh, he said it was nice talking to you. And I said, you weren't. And it wasn't. <laughs> well, it was not. But it, what, they weren't talking to me. They no. were talking to some uh, other person they who wasn't there. They were firing a series of falsehoods at you. It does raise the question what you could possibly have said to ever successfully deny being Jasper Carrot. No, I know. I could have done a joke. <laughs> no, no, that was a joke. Oh that was a, that uh, was a joke. <laughs> a gut punch there. Uh, that was a joke. Um, I, well, it was obviously there's some sense of he's a comedian, he's local, yes. and then you go into a whole mix of I could have been I knock and I lie, but the confidence. <laughs> yeah, I knock and I lie was a black country double act. Oh, apologies for not instantly knowing that. They were legendary in the area, and they would talk about stuff like, um, oh, I, uh, I took me, I've got a bee, I've got a pet bee there, I look. Have you, I like, oh, I took it down the park this morning for a fly around, and it was shut. It was stuff like that. <laughs> But the legendary. What sort of local. time period were they operating I'm in? Not, not like, I'm not talking about the 1900s. I'm oh, talking okay. about, they were around in the 70s, 80s. They may still be around, God yeah. willing. So, what were your other encounters, please? Well, then I was at a bus stop and a lady who I, I think was a Chinese lady, older lady, came over and said, Are you Mr. Frank Skinner? Oh. <laughs> Was she announcing Mr. the drama? It was. it was like I was going on to work in men's club. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Ranksky. On the drums. Yeah, and I you, said, I, obviously, I said I was just... No, I didn't. Yeah. And what did you say? I said, uh, yes, I am. And she said, can I have a photograph? I said, of course. And she had. She was a small lady and had quite short arms. I said, shall I do it? She said, no, no, it's fine. And it was quite unsatisfactory. I was... <laughs> Her arms were short, and it was a selfie, and I was... I didn't feel I was enough of me was in frame. <laughs> I, was, I was just like... I was like looking in through a, 
Like if I were, if I was a prisoner who'd got drunk last night and been thrown into the cells, and someone was looking through my peephole, <laughs> yeah, it was like that. <laughs> so I, I'm if you'd in heard the something to- break in a different room. <laughs> yeah, just looking around the door. I'm in the top corner <laughs> of the frame, and I offered to do it because it's hard if you've got short arms, you know. Yeah. What did she say? What she was didn't her? fully extend either. I'll be honest with you. I didn't want to tell her, but you got to fully always extend. Always hand the always hand the phone to the the longest arm in the group. Mm. Yes, exactly. Always. But I mean, I I can understand why people don't want to hand their phone to someone else, lest I should run away with it. Yeah. You've got international representation. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> but it would have been a great story. <laughs> I had did uh, a little little old. Well, she wasn't old. She was about. She's probably younger than me. Yeah, she was old. <laughs> and uh, imagine that, though, on the news, saying, I did it to Frank Skinner for a selfie, he ran off. As my imagine if you'd have suddenly licked it. <laughs> the thing is, with one of those, you'd start running as a joke and you'd realise you'd done like a half a mile. It was yeah. too late to turn back. It just kept running forever. Just crime watch. Jasper Carrot is being sought by police this evening. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be spot. You'd become folklore, yeah. just running like ragged with a beard, still running with the phone. <laughs> the battery's gone out months before. You're like Springheeled Jack, some legendary figure. I didn't do that. Um, anyway. There'd be all those little, uh, you know, when you go on YouTube and there's a woman set talking about the news roundup. Frank Skinner in an apparently motiveless crime. Yeah, exactly. Coming out of Fox News. There'd be one picture of me. <laughs> Not quite in frame. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, I'd like to share something with you. It's from one of our readers, and I'm going to say it. This character is called Darren. And he sounds I'm like... all right with that. <laughs> <laughs> you said it like I might say, oh, let's just stop it there, shall we? Oh, I think he'd be what I call a very nice friend for you. Do you okay. want to hear why? Yeah. He says, Frank, knowing your love of the venerable bead mm-hmm. and all things Anglo-Saxon, I couldn't help thinking you would enjoy the book I'm currently reading. It's a novel that covers the many years spent by the monks in the wilderness trying to find a resting place for St Cuthbert's corpse. Two oh. d- and then he says in brackets, too dark for breakfast. Oh, right. <laughs> it's well-researched and beautiful. It's a happy ending. He says it's beautifully written, plenty of bead quotes as well. Oh, why didn't you say sooner? I'm well in. <laughs> it's called Cuddy by Benjamin Myers. Google it. OK, I will Google it. OK. It sounds good. I like a historical <laughs> novel. Yeah. yeah, if it's if it's properly oh, researched, they generally are pretty heftily yeah. researched. I think they know their target market is 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 disgusting little pedants like me. Yes, exactly. So are you not a fan? I'm getting the sense Pierre's not a fan, Frank. I'm a fan of are what you? historical novels. Yeah, you like them. Yeah, if they're okay. done well. <laughs> if people have done their research, <laughs> I think generally it's it's a it is a sort of a a sugared. Um, medicine for most people yeah. the way of getting history I think that's mm. true what you don't want is a lot of that um, 
No one called Napoleon will ever be the emperor. Oh, no, you don't. You don't want that. Yeah, mate, I can't Next thing you'll there. be telling me, Leonardo, oh. silver birds will fly in the sky with people in them. Who is this artist? Picasso, you say? Well, I don't think that looks much like a face at all. <laughs> yes, you don't want any of that. No. Oh, no. But um, what, what was it called again? Cuddy? Yeah, Cuddy. So you can all, they could have thought, you know what? Love, love the sound of you, Darren. Don't even mind the venerable bead. Don't love the title. Well, I think, it wouldn't make me want to buy it. Have you um, got a copy of Cuddy? It's it's not very. I think. Um, yeah, it sounds like a pet cow's name, doesn't it? Yeah. It sounds <laughs> like a sort of swear word. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, we won't go into <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going through the, my, my, my inde- card index, my, just, just to check it isn't. Just black country dialects being <laughs> exactly. through. Yes, I seem to remember Haydock and Ailey doing a routine about it. Um, no, it sounds... Uh, it sounds I, I wasn't St Cuthbert separated from his head at some point. Yeah, sounds like an area for you, rather mm, than me. The one, no, that was the the king who was decapitated by Penda, the pagan king of Mercia. Oh, of course, the last pagan king. And other king. things I love to hear on dates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Especially speed dates when you get like a minute. So, imagine um, uh, on a speed date. It'd be awful. Have you heard, yeah. of, have you heard of Mercia? <laughs> oh well, then. Uh, just uh, I'll get you the next on the next way round. On the next way round. Well, any feedback on that guy? He just talked about decapitated kings, and I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was he getting at? <laughs> so, uh, oh, so, here's another. Can I, what, oh, can yes. I, get, I, I, I tell you what, I went to this. But occasionally, one goes to a show where it, you just at the end of it feel like you could fly you've enjoyed it so much and it was old friends it was called and it was a stephen sondheim tribute including body langford oh what else could i ask for <laughs> it was um <laughs> oh man it was so brilliant was it i'm going next week frank oh well, i don't think i'm just gonna go every week <laughs> for the rest of my life and wow. um cheney d china riding um, and, he won't um, know that. He likes no. decapitated kings. He knows, do you know Bernadette Peters? You know that? He knows He's that. in The Jerk. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, so um, I sat behind Helena Bonham Carter oh. and I told her a story because my, my son had... I was talking to my son in the street and he suddenly stopped mid-sentence. Our Ronnie Biggs. <laughs> And um, <laughs> and I looked round to see why he'd stopped talking so abruptly. And we, Helena Bonham Carter was doing a three-point turn nearby <laughs> because she's Bellatrix Lestrange from Harry Potter. Of he course. was in awe of her. Of course. So I told her this, and she was she liked the story. And then afterwards, she came up to me at the after show. I said, "Are you getting a cab home? She lives quite near me." And I said, "No, I'm getting the bus." And she went. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Which I did. She's very funny, to be fair. I think it was irony. Mm. We'll never know. I can't believe you caught her in a rare moment of not being in a Tim Burton film. I know. Yeah. Also, did she not have the broomstick with her? Frank <laughs> Skinner on Absolute Radio. 
Something over the years, and I've, I have mentioned this before on the show a long time ago, pre-Novelli. Um, oh. What? Is that whenever conversation dried up... Well, if conversation dries up nowadays, what do people talk about? Strictly? Sport? Mercia. No, I go straight Mercia, in with Strictly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I go straight in. It used to be if conversation dried up, people would play their Bermuda Triangle card. Oh. And people what do you would mean? talk. Well, Bermuda Triangle was the godfather of conspiracy theories. Oh, yeah. It was the first one I really. I mean, I'm sure that there was before, but that was, that was very popular. Well, Barry people, Manilow people, had a lot to do with that. Of course. Mm. Um, but people would talk at length about their theories about the Bermuda Triangle. And um, it's gone a bit now with phones. Mm. You yeah. don't need it. You start showing people, um, what are they called? Viral comedy. <laughs> In inverted commas. <laughs> so was, anyway... Were you terrified of it, though, Frank? So, I was. I was terrified of the Bermuda well, Triangle. Well, I didn't know it. I didn't really fly anywhere then, so I, didn't, I, thought, I thought I'd be all right. I was very happy for other people to go down for the sake of a bit of pub chat. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this week I watched a, uh, a documentary and the latest theory is that there's an undersea volcano there. Right. And what it pumps out is, get this, is, and I want to quote this to get it right, it says it's the most magnetic naturally occurring material. Okay. And do you know what it's called? This Charisma. Is what, this is what really, this is what really <laughs> upset me. The most magnetic naturally occurring material. Yeah. You want any guesses? Oh, Yeah. It's called Magnetite. Oh. That is oh. no come on. Is that the best you got? Come on, guys. That's a real 5 p.m. on Friday. <laughs> it's a real copper. And yeah. also, can I say, it's also one of the Pokemon. As yeah. well. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, that's even worse. <laughs> It'll be Diggersby next. <laughs> Diggersby is my favourite Pokemon. Frank, oh, I yeah. love that you know the Pokemon. You know more modern Pokemon than I do. No, I don't know much Pokemon. I was, I was browsing um, my son's card collection yes. just the other yeah. night. Oh, isn't it shiny and pretty? <laughs> Very pretty shiny. <laughs> it is, yes. I imagine Gollum uh, collected Pokemon cards. <laughs> chucked oh, away all the matte finishes. Yeah. yeah. And just kept, kept the shinies. All be shinies. I'm just I'm improvising. Riffing on a Golemic theme. Why has Gollum turned into Steptoe and Son? <laughs> yeah. Oh, me pretties, me pretties, dad, leave me, Harold. He's an East End figure. <laughs> oh, that's given me a, a, a pain in my coddy. <laughs> <laughs> I can hardly breathe. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I tell you what we did this week is my child lit some indoor fireworks. Indoor fireworks. Um, but then they're supposed to be indoor. Yeah, they're called indoor fireworks. Oh. 
You must have heard of indoor fireworks. <laughs> no. How, how does it really? work? Well, this sounds like tartan paint, or like one of those other things you, you make up <laughs> no. to screw with someone. How no, do they it's... work, indoor fireworks? I mean, they can't... Presumably, they're not fizzing can, around can, everywhere. Can you only use them once, and then your indoors becomes outdoors? Do you just flame? <laughs> no, no. You put, them, uh, you put them on, ideally, on some sort of metal tray, yeah. and then you light them, and most of them go... A bit of flame comes out, and then they go... And a bit more flame of a different colour. Uh-huh. And then... And you put them on, and I put Handel's Royal Fireworks uh, music on. So it was like this in our house. <laughs> so Handel after a big lunch. Yeah. Can I say, I... Oh, there's the worm one. There's one that you light and a worm just comes spiraling oh, out of it. I know about the worm. Yeah, yeah. I, I just instinctively indoors. reach for a poo I don't bag. want a worm on fireworks night. I don't want a worm ever. No, it wasn't fireworks night. We just declared our own thing. That's... I thought I'd celebrate other than the oppression of Roman Catholics. <laughs> well, I'm I... with you on fireworks night because I'm not a fan, as you know. I don't want a worm on fireworks night. No. It's like no. one of those old doo-wop songs. My dog absolutely loves a firework. I've taken her out on the heath. There's nothing even, never even notices screeching, banging fireworks. Really weird, because she's quite a sort of nervy dog. Mm. But um, she's fine with the fireworks. Oh, weird. Used to screeching. I better not. Yeah, exactly. Used to screeching at our house. <laughs> I better find out that Boz has poured wax into her ears on November the 4th. <laughs> no, she was honestly not bothered by it. It's really weird. Well. Lucky, I know. Mm. I saw there was uh, they sold CDs of, um, remember them? Mm-hmm. Um, they sold CDs of firework sound effects that you could play to your dogs to get them used to it. Yeah. So they could be frightened the whole year round. Yeah, so I was going to say, or to punish them. <laughs> yeah. Don't make me get... put on the CD again. No, <laughs> 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 it's uh, it was quite an event, I must say. Mm. I, I won't be bar- purchasing them, Frank. I don't no. know. It's the worm is really upset to me. And I- oh, to me, the worm is. I think I saved a particularly <laughs> spectacular piece of music. It's about Buzz when the worm got to the worm said, "Can you put on um, Girls, Girls, Girls by Motley Crue?" <laughs> I never got the reference. I don't. Oh. I think I don't know if he just wanted to hear it. We yeah. all do sometimes. I suppose. Yeah. Girls, girls, girls. Yeah, that's that's days that a number. I would have thought as a, <laughs> as a popular playing track. If they haven't women, already expired, women, women have to put that in over the top. <laughs> you know when a computer thing comes on and the following train goes to Oxford, yeah. when the different yeah. voice comes in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Women, 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 women. <laughs> I don't like it when the robot voice is a bit higher. The next train is to Oxford. <laughs> no, no, I don't like it. horrible about that. I, I love an I love a, a robot voice. Generally speaking, it's one of my favourite things. But um, there's an old uh, Roy Wood track about a, a computer that falls in love with a lady, 
Did they have computers in Roy Wood's day? Just about. They had big okay. ones that you had to keep the room cold. Those oh, kind yes. of computers. Yeah. And uh, it falls in love with that. And uh, it's, all, it's a love song. Song. The whole thing's done in computer. That voice. was quite a hmm. retro preoccupation, the idea of a computer I, falling in love with a, yeah. a lady. It goes, <laughs> I know why my engineer came today. <laughs> and he talks about how sharp the screwdriver is and oh. stuff like that. It's very moving. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Have we heard from those outside? We have. Mm-hmm. Mark uh, gets in touch. My dear friend. Marker from Public Eye? No. Oh, I don't oh, know. Okay. Could be. Dear Frank and team, indoor fireworks are a bit of a damp squib, he opens with. Mark, you must come to more of these parties. <laughs> 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 he says, uh, no, he's joining in. I, it's good. I love, I love a joiner in. I love Mark already. Indoor fireworks are a bit of a damp squib. However, should you ever come across something called an indoor chocolate party bomb, yeah, do try it. No, thank you. I bought one nearly 20 years ago from the Conran shop, which I, I don't oh, know what that is. Oh, yeah, the Conran shop. Yes. It's like a sort of design place. Still is. Still oh. is. Oh, is it? Yes. Still going. Oh, you, yes. might buy a ta- you might buy a lamp for your bedroom in the shape of an ostrich egg. Might I? It's a sort of innovative... Um, design store. Okay, so it makes sense that they would sell indoor chocolate party bombs. Yeah. Um, well, does it? That sounds to be a bit like that, more like the party, party, party <laughs> shop round the corner. Yeah. It's got a picture of a sexy little red riding hood mannequin thing. Yeah, I can next to a sort of selling, grotesque horror mask. Yeah. I can imagine it selling sort of Philippe Stark fireworks. Oh, yes. Okay. Tasty. Do you know, do you know Starko? No. I stayed at one of his hotels in New York once. <laughs> like he's from West you stayed Hall. around Starkers. Very dark. <laughs> I remember there was, a, there was the, the, the urinal had got like a waterfall element to it, mm. um, which ran above it, which cleansed but also looked beautiful. And a woman stopped me and she said, "Would you, um, would you, uh, would you take me into the men's toilets?" And I said. Well, I'm in a relationship. Madam, said, those days are no. behind me. Yeah. She said, uh, no, I really want to see the water feature. So no. I went and checked it out so she could go and uh, I've heard it called some names. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I, I said. Um, no, a- and, uh, and she went in and looked at this. Uh, 8.51 she went, a.m. She went in and looked at the, uh, at the oh. toilet. Yeah. I hope someone's just tuned in and heard that punchline. Um, yeah. Well, it was art. <laughs> well, anyway. So, the indoor chocolate party bomb. Um, Mark bought one nearly 20 years ago from the Conran shop and lit it at my wife's baby shower. Okay. The thing exploded with such ferocity and smoke and cordite. <laughs> <laughs> Great reference. It is, yeah. That the attending party screamed and hit the floor. <laughs> When the smoke cleared, we found the room covered in sugar shrapnel and a large scorch mark on the tabletop. Wow. Banned in most countries, and I hear they've now been removed from the market. But what, where does the chocolate element fit in? I suppose it vaporises. <laughs> I like that, Mark, we should say, also ends with, well worth it if you find one. Yeah. <laughs> but does it fire chocolate into the air? It certainly seems to fire sugar into the air. OK. Why yeah. would you want chocolate in the air? 
Well, I can see it's a sort of a do-it-yourself <laughs> piñata. Yes, that's true. The, yeah. You go, we're not... Uh, 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 piñatas are out of date. It's too labour-intensive to beat them up with a baseball bat. A hand grenade will do the job just as quickly. <laughs> do you know, I was ve- I never liked piñatas. I never did. But you know- <laughs> Watching children queuing up with a bat to Tourist. attack an animal. I know, hung from- it, it was does, disgusting. It's bad when you put it like that. Good training. <laughs> But this, what you see, there's no, there's, there's no bats required in this. It's a bit like the old... Do you remember the old uh, sheep? No bats required. Do, do you remember the old... Yeah, that's my, that's my uh, Halloween motto. Do you remember the old sheep illness where their bellies used to absolutely swell up? Well, oh, it's, it's, oh, yeah. it's the sort of piñata version of that, the chocolate bomb. <laughs> but they go up and toffees at that rain down from... <laughs> With a little bit of end trial, but not as much as you'd even notice. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. <laughs> Text the show on 812.15. Follow us on X and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email via Frank at AbsoluteRadio.co.uk. Okay. okay. I can't smell the incense at home, but it's thick <laughs> in the air in the studio. Oh, Mark Ryan. You remember he? <clears throat> he of the exploding indoor firework has oh, sent yes. us a photographic evidence of the exploding mm. chocolate That was bomb. quick. Did it come on Von Ryan's Express? <laughs> can't, says, can't have Vons anymore. Um, Pierre, and Pierre was th- just telling in Austria. In this Austria, is the kind of information Pierre supplies us with off air. Yeah, no more Vons in Austria. Has it come back? Have Vons returned or have they gone They forever? simply are forbidden. They are verboten. That is verboten. That was the letter that was sent out. We should yeah. explain why there are no Vons in Austria. They were too naughty in the war. OK. Do you know any Vons? What? I know some lovely Vons. I knew an Yvonne. <laughs> she would, I, but they wouldn't have gone for her as well, surely. Much less that if she'd, at immigration. She was naughty during the war, if I remember rightly. <laughs> no, no longer with us. <laughs> uh, anyway, Mark continues. Mm. I will show you the picture. Perhaps we should put this picture up. I mean, it's it's a bit shocking, Pierre, isn't it? It's, this is the chocolate, um, the chocolate Mark bomb. Mark continues and he says, for your info, the chocolate acts as a fragmentation grenade and has to be scraped off the walls and ceiling. Oh, my And goodness. I really can believe it seeing this picture, can't you? The picture is... I was imagining a sort of a, a round cartoon bomb, like from yes. Donkey Kong or yeah. a Batman, 1960s sort of Batman. Yeah. It's not. It is very much a kind of or war uh, horse artillery it's shell. early 20th century anarchist <laughs> yes, round yeah. bomb. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what, a yeah, sort the, of cartoon the, acme bomb yeah, company. Yeah, the sort of bomb you'd throw at a von. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you were an Austrian anarchist. It looks like something out of... Remember that programme, Danger UXB? Oh, right? yes, it's I do remember. Anthony in... Andrews. It's an artillery shell. It's a, a massive artillery shell. Oh, my god! And it's called Standard Chocolate Bum. <laughs> and you can only buy them from France. Right. And what I like is it comes with a data sheet. Do you remember those far-off days when whenever France was mentioned, someone would go, ho-hee-ho. Ho. <laughs> 
I, uh, I received a great deal of that growing up, as you can oh, imagine. Oh, yeah. I've, I've been hoi honed at by uh, all sorts of uh, luminaries and uh, scholars. Yeah, when it's described, the uh, it's called the standard chocolate bomb size three. Mm. Okay. I don't even want to know about one through two. Yeah. Uh, dark chocolate bomb, ten people, draggies and ten gadgets. What are the 10 gadgets that it comes with? It comes with 10 gadgets. <laughs> the description is the famous Brachier chocolate explosive bombs. Unique in the world, the dark chocolate shell explodes for real <laughs> to let sugared almonds and 20 various gadgets escape. Okay. <laughs> the gadgets escape. Okay. The various gadgets they escape. Finally, would you like to guess how much the uh, chocolate bomb costs? 19.99. Incorrect. Okay. Quite a lot. I can exclusively reveal. You can do. Can you do a quick euros conversion? Well, tell you in euros, it's actually not that far off these days. Uh, basically, one to one, actually. Eighty-six euros. Oh my. Forty. Eighty-six forty. Yeah. It'll set wow. you back the bomb. It's just sort of seventy-five quid. I went to the um, the military museum at um, El. Was it Los Alamos? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, anyone who's watched Oppenheimer might have got a reference to it. And they there you could buy chocolate versions of the two uh, bombs that were dropped <laughs> by the Enola Gay. I know. Oh, <laughs> it was, I know, oh. it's really offensive. One could argue it, it was... Um, too dark for breakfast! Yeah. <laughs> no chocolate armament! <laughs> Yes, um, it was shocking. Yeah, yeah. The, the, there was a there was a um, there was a science museum at Los Alamos. Los Alamos is where they developed the the, the nuclear weapons, and um, there was a science museum, and they were very very sheepish about it and talked about it being the peacemaker and all that. And there's mm. a film that you watch that ended before the big bomb was dropped and all that. Is that they were kind of in denial. And then in the military, they were apps. You could have your picture sitting on models of the bombs and stuff. Well, the military is all in a day's work. It was yeah. really shocking. We finally made one really big. I we know. did it. It was unbelie- unbelievable. Yeah. Dr. Strangelove uh, Museum. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Stephen Vadgama. Mm. Could you please make yourself known? I just realised when I said that it had the air of a sort of tannoy now. <laughs> yeah. Stephen Vadgama. Uh, Stephen Vadgama has got in touch. Guten Morgen, Frank, Emily and Pierre. As a teacher of German, mm. I felt I should cr- correct your pronunciation of the German word von, of, from. Yes. Often occurring in the surnames of nobles. He's going to say fun, isn't mm. it? The German V is correct, Frank, as according to Stephen, an F sound, as in Frank. So it should be fun. Okay. Stephen's, Over to you, Pierre. Stephen's right, but I don't think Stephen is. Um, prioritizing mass communication <laughs> over accuracy, which is the, like, okay. the key to uh, the, the key to radio. One Stephen might the key to teaching, right. you could argue. If we'd said fun, yeah. there would have been people who thought that we'd started talking about phones in a black country accent. Yeah. <laughs> or Fonzie. 
Or Fonzie. Oh, yeah. Hey. I'm afraid, Was he Stephen. known as Fon for short? No, I don't think he so. He didn't have for short. He didn't laugh much, Fonzie. No, he, he was just called Fonz for short, wasn't he? Yeah. That's a bit rubbish. Just, Take it, one letter off. He didn't laugh much. Just <laughs> Did hard. you ever see Fonzie be funny, Frank? He would sort of be arch... Yeah, oh, arch. we was... can all be arch. Anyway, let's not shoot the German teacher down. I no, did I'm German in school. Down. I do lieber got mein Beides gebrochen. I love yeah. Stephen Vadgar. Chew the meat out of that. <laughs> um, Mike Wright was not with him. We would all like to live in the world where we say Volkswagen instead of Volkswagen. <laughs> but yeah. I'm afraid. Entschuldigung, mein Herr, we don't. Yes. Um, <laughs> looking at, I just can I bring us back to? <laughs> when you say that, you do sound like Falco and Rock Me Amadeus. Yeah. Well. Um, we used to have uh, when we were taught German. It used to go, Beispiel hört zu. Oh, and you have to repeat. I find yeah. it interesting. So you were taught German as standard and not French. I'll tell you why we were taught German. I went to a thing called the technical school, which is an experiment. It was neither a secondary modern or a grammar. It was something in between. It was supposed to be for working class boys who might get to be like, not not in the offices, but at the top end in the factory. You might blue, blue collar, would you call it? White collar. Mm, might still yeah, be. starting to be white collar. Yeah, white yeah. collar. Almost white collar. So yeah. like foreman, a bit past that. Duck egg blue collar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Halfway between. <laughs> and so the idea was, and this is absolutely true, it was explained to us, that the, the future for trade in Europe... Germany would be uh, oh, a bigger deal. Adorable. And, and so we, t- we were taught German because it would be more practical in a world that smelt of Swarfiga. Yes. For technology, that was definitely the right call of all was the it? choices. Yeah, oh, yeah. For... I can see that would make sense because yeah. there was, the, you know, French is a bit... Um, Chocolate bum. Off to study at the Conservatoire. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit hoity-hoity. Yeah. It it's is. a bit hoity-hoity. What I'd you. like is a, is a citron that when you press the horn, it went hoity-hoity. <laughs> <laughs> Just in terms of the Frenchest thing I've seen, to briefly return us to the chocolate bum, yeah. it comes mm. with a data sheet. Okay. And it uh, sort of tries to tell you where best to employ your chocolate bum. Yeah. Event type? All kind of event. Oh. Gender? Mixed. <laughs> right. It does not matter who or what or why. It's a bit Blow up vague. The chocolate bum. Very vague. That's what it is. A little bit loose. It's like the Hard Rock Cafe, Love All Circle. I have just just little, we should put the picture of it though, yes. she won't believe it. You it honestly won't. looks <laughs> like the sort of thing that will be found under a secondary school yeah. where everyone has to be evacuated. <laughs> it, it really does look like a big old fashioned, dangerous World War II bomb. It really does. And yet for Terrifying. children's parties. All kind of event. I've just passed around the tackies. Why did you give me that, Frank? Explain got, what it is. <clears throat> well, I've got a bag of tackies, which I don't know if you're aware of tackies. They're little um, tubes. They're, it's a snack, but they're quite uh, spicy. They're quite... They're sort of like... If crisps were sort of pancakes, they're sort of rolled up like little little cigarillos. If crisps were pancakes. <laughs> if crisps were pancakes. <laughs> the opening song of my new musical... <laughs> If, see, people used to say when I was a kid, if you said, uh, 
if all if I'd only if I people would say if ifs and ands were pots and pans, there'd be no need for tinkers. <laughs> they don't say that anymore, strangely. Seems, I wonder uh, why. I, I, to which I would have responded, well, that profession has kind of died out now, anyway, <laughs> yeah. I'm afraid. Well, that's why. <laughs> Ifs yeah. and ands were taken. Did you ever meet it? Yeah, what, was that someone, was a tinker like a pots and pan salesman? I don't, I don't okay. know. I think I it was a repairer. Oh, OK. Was it, was it a repairer? Well, you get tinker, tinkering. <laughs> Oh, to tinker with fair them. enough. Well done. I remembered the rag and bone man of yesteryear, but mm. tinkers, I don't remember. Um, in fact, your fellow uh, black countryman, my friend George, who we went to go see in the in the Shakespeare play, yeah. grew up in uh, Wensfield in the black country in the 90s and still remembered the rag and bone man going around. Oh, Did he? Yeah. yeah, even in the 90s. Wow. Indeed. It's a different world out there. <laughs> Never knew what he shouted. <laughs> All right, all ringers, all rhiners. Give me ten pound, I'll give you half an cliners. That's what he used to shout. I would have mixed it up if I were a rag and bone man. I would have said, excuse me, out of the way, please. <laughs> no, excuse me, I need your rags and bones. <laughs> they put a lot of faith in repetition, the rag and bone man. Yeah, yes. Yeah. They were called tatters. Mm. That was their nickname. Frank, what are these things you've given us? They're, they're, they're really very spicy. spicy. Takis, T-A-K-I-S, and they come, um, uh, they, you know, they come in bags. There is a blue Takis, which I've never tried, which they tell me is really nuclear. Oh, even yeah. more spicy. Yeah. Oh. Really, <laughs> I've never heard of these before. Really it's lovely to quite see. Profoundly. It's, it, it, you'd think that something had been a, an emotional story had just been told. Everyone's slightly teary <laughs> from having the tackies. I've already. I'm deep into them. Um, Why mm. are people quite obsessed? You know, there's a quite a competitive element to this sort of hot sauce and mm. well, what these, temperature can you take? I think these are a thing now that... Um, do you remember I told you about Prime, that soft drink that people were selling, like, for, you know, 15 quid a bottle and yeah. stuff yeah. like that in places? It's just Tropicana. Uh, this, I've seen these. Um, I'm told this large bag was £3, which I think must be some sort of mistake. Why? Because usually... They're more like, you know, <laughs> one half this size is about a fiver. Really? Right, it's an artificial scarcity thing. Yeah, I, who, yeah, exactly. Who knows what it contains? Pure internet. Yeah, exactly. That's why it's so spicy. <laughs> Dipped in internet. <laughs> <laughs> the internet can be pretty spicy, let's face it. <laughs> what a great sort of gentle description of the internet content that would be. <laughs> Frank, we've had uh, in some correspondence regarding rag and bone men. Oh, yeah. Which seems sort of peak us, really. <laughs> and this is from Sally King. We still have the rag and bone and scrap iron men come round. Really? Both in my hometown <coughs> of Worcester and where I now live in Stoke. Do they still employ a bugle? Well, Sally elaborates. However, their call is now a recording played through a loudspeaker. Oh. I still have no idea what they're saying. 
Oh, the, the subject of that email is Rag and Bone Judas. Yes. They've gone electric. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even see that. That's brilliant. That's great. In case you don't get that, that's a reference to a Bob Dylan gig at the Free Trades Hall in Manchester, I think, where somebody shouted Judas because he'd gone from protest singing to a sort of uh, mm. electric music. See? Um, so there you go. That, uh, yeah, uh, there are some churches that use uh, their church bells are on oh, tape is that right? as well. Oh, yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. Why not? Use a real bell. You're, you're in the business of authenticity. Yeah, aren't you? Oh, well, you lot in your cathedrals. <laughs> yeah. You're purists, aren't you, you two? Well, it's all, it's all recorded. I think, um, I, I think mosques sometimes the call to prayer is, yeah. Yeah. is recorded. But then that's got to be... That's got to be clearer, doesn't it? With wor- it's words rather than yeah. a, bell, a bell sound, I think. Don't can... get me wrong, I love a church bell. Okay. Mm. Thank you for that version of the Pretender song. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that was from the <laughs> Hunchback of ND. <laughs> Keep them anonymous. <laughs> okay, anonymous, he's, he always kept a low profile. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, oh, hunchback. Uh, <laughs> oh, hunchback. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, uh, may I return us to a subject covered only last week on this show? I love, I love a reprise. Mm, That's why I'm going to have another tackies yes. as you as you read this. I mean, can I say those tackies? I noticed when you attempted to offer me another one. Mm. I declined. Thanks, but no thanks. It, I noticed it said on the bag, face the intensity in a sort of fiery font. Yes. Mm. And there was also a temperature gauge, feature way, the, it, which was bright red. There might be people thinking, oh, God, are this, is this advertising and no. they're getting a backhand no, no, from no. Takis? But I can no. say on that strength that most of the people in the studio hate them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I loathe them. The, um, yeah, exactly. there, was a, there was a French subtitle to that needlessly extreme branding as well, which was Brave l'intensité. <laughs> what does that mean? Brave the intensity. Mm. No, no, you're all right, thanks. <laughs> uh, anyway... uh, Where was I? Oh, yes. So last week's show, we were talking about the Robinsons factory. Do you remember that, Frank? The Robinson brothers. Brothers, I do apologise. They generated um, smells. Yes, professionally. Profession deliberately. I was going to (laughs) say. Yeah. I think we need to explain a bit. Yeah. um, They, um, well, we should come to this after, but there was, it was, it was really a revelation. It's one of those times when we hear from one of our readers and I was genuinely I went onto my heels I normally operate on my toes that's because you'd had those tackies <laughs> but I went back and thought wow that's almost unbelievable um, but almost of course it's a cover, covers a long area Frank I was in the middle of telling you about the Robinson factory. I wasn't telling you. Robinson Brothers, yes. Robinson Brothers. They I'll give you a bit of background. Yeah. Is I went into a big deluxe sweet shop in Edinburgh, and the first time I went in, I said to my son, whoa, it smells great, and I really just want to get like a 10 pounds of pick and mix and pig out. 
And then the next time I went in, I saw them switching on a machine which emanated that very smell which drew me in, which mm. I was a little bit disappointed by, that it was so synthetic. And then we were informed that the synthetic coffee smell was made by Robinson's brothers. Yes, well, it hadn't even coffee. occurred to us that there was such a thing as a faux coffee smell. So when you break through the foil of an instant coffee jar oh, I love and you get that mm. Of coffee. Yeah. Actually, that was more indoor fireworks. I was going to say. Yeah. A little snake coming out. But it, it, uh, <laughs> it opens and uh, you get that smell of coffee. Apparently, um, instant coffee doesn't smell of coffee, um, we were told. Is that right? That's correct. By the mm. way, what do you use for your piercing implement for the coffee? Well, because I play ukulele, I've got sharp nails on my right hand, so I can just tear it. You've got a coffee claw. Out. No, yeah, I, I don't have. like that. <laughs> I used a thumb and go around and go around like that, like it was a little tin opener. Is your thumbnail long enough to use it as the spoon for the coffee as well? Um, <laughs> well, I hope it's the coffee no. he's using it for. If you know, I was around in the 70s, my friend. If it would be, um, I could do maybe if I did half a dozen scoops. Yes, yeah. But I don't drink coffee that much, so I, I like to use a spoon just because the novelty of using <laughs> eating irons. Oh. <laughs> Rack and bone, man. <laughs> so, anyway, this is from Sarah, who contacted us during the week. Look, I'm only human, after all. Okay. That was um, rag and bone, man. Go yeah, I know. <laughs> Didn't use a bugle on it. Huh? <laughs> all the old ways are dying out. Him and his recordings. Have you got any washing machines? You don't want. Have you got any fridges? You don't want. Have you got any Hoovers? You don't want. Put them on my cart. Yeah. Any old iron. <laughs> anyway, that was Rag and Bone, man. Carry on. <laughs> okay. Um, this is from Sarah. Dear Frank and team, I grew up in Hilltop, West Brom. Oh, yes, I know it. And we sometimes used to get strange chemical smells in the garden. Sorry about that. <laughs> My mum would say, oh, it's from Robinson's again. Oh. It's a memory I'd forgotten until your coffee smell conversation, probably due to memory loss from chemical inhalation. Probably. Um, P.S. It was my idea to send you pies from the pie factory a couple of years oh, ago. Oh, yes. I wasn't responsible for the mix-up. No, I, yes, I got pies um, from the pie factory. Um, there's the place I used to do a gig in Tipton called Mad mm. Rock's Pie Factory, and they sent me a selection of pies, which is lovely. And then I got some addressed to uh, Lenny Henry. <laughs> Yeah. And then I got some addressed to Cat Dealey, and they they just thought that all the West Midland celebrities live in the same house. <laughs> Mine. He had to. He redirected Lenny's to the Premier Inn. A big West Midland yeah. house share in London. <laughs> it's like expensive in London, you know. Yeah. Do we finally find the supermarket to sell faggots? <laughs> we all moved in nearby. <laughs> Okay, uh, Frank one seven zero has texted us. Please, please, can you accept my invitation so that I can get free cash? Any response there? Um, <laughs> what does it mean? I don't know. What is the invitation? I mean, it includes an exciting-looking dodgy link, which we, we haven't clicked on. No. Yeah, no, don't click on that. The whole thing. I got a letter from. Uh, I've never had a letter like this before. What is it? It's from 
Neil Hatfield, and he includes a um, a thread, an email thread, to show how the letter came about in the first place. The letter oh. arrives with its own backstory, and, and it's a letter full of emails. Yeah, it's an... In, it's, it's a bit cart inter- before the horse, isn't it? It is, yeah. it's interesting. He makes an interesting point, though, that the, you don't get many PSs in emails. That's true. Yeah, I wonder why that is. I still do them. Do you? Oh, I'm clinging on to the PS. I'm not letting it go. Anyway, he sent me some poetry by an American poet called Wendy Wynn. Mm-hmm. Mm, nominative determinism. She's going to head for the heights. And he said very nicely, she listened to your poetry podcast whilst having a wisdom tooth removed. Oh. <laughs> so it is It is used as a... As a <laughs> An anaesthetic. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks I'm for actually, helping me with that word, by the way. I imagine I was, it would see be... See that? P.S. Sense I was reaching for that word and hadn't got it and he came in. Lovely. He's very useful for that. Little Lovely. word butler. He's I like I like uh, help the aged approach <laughs> to comedy. <laughs> no, I like I also like the idea of him being a word butler. Yeah, yeah that is good. Oh, I Big love tray my full word of words. butler. Yeah, your evening word, sir. <laughs> like, remember the opening of uh, the importance of being earnest. You know, one of the things I've laughed at most in the theatre. There's a bloke sitting at the piano. And uh, the butler comes in. This I might slightly misquote uh. this. And he said, did you hear what I was playing, Lane? And the butler says, I didn't think it polite to listen, sir. But they drove him out of town like a dog. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so... Um, Extraordinary. Yeah. Where were we? We were... In the realm of Robinson's Brothers, Smells Limited. And we've heard from someone else who lives near a flavour factory. (sighs) This is Seville, or Sevilla, however you want to say it. I live near a flavour factory. The smells escape, and so the air around can smell of chocolate, rhubarb, and and custard. Sorry, I'm going to say that again. Chocolate, comma, rhubarb and custard, or whatever scent is in production that day. And then Seville says, uh, who Seville also suggested the shop name Smell Fridges. Mm. And what I like is just a little aid memoir there that mm. we haven't maybe credited Seville in the way that we should have. So Seville was responsible for Smell Fridges. Yeah. Is as that a, right? As our, as our potential shop name for uh, where you go to buy the smells. Oh, I produced see. Produced by Robinson Brothers Limited. We've also had from Robin Lee's uh, Was Sent Me. Was it, sent to me. It was sent me. Was sent to me. That's was the proposed me. fake smells company. Was sir, sent me. Sir, your word. Oh, was sent me. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Oh. I get it. Sorry, that was. I've got a bit of a cold. Communicating with someone on Twitter. I'll have or a, X, what, I I this, this tack is slowing me down. Mate. It's the heat. It's this infernal heat. Yeah. Oh, why don't they come? <laughs> Can you no longer face the intensity, Frank? No, I, I, no. I can't. You can't. <laughs> we can no longer brave l'intensité. I might steal the concept of face the intensity and just have wear it as on a T-shirt so yes. that people are warned when they meet me. Yeah. I don't think you're that intense, are you? Am I as intense as a uh, one of your spicy snacks? 
Um, what, I've no. got one there. what are they called again? Fuego. Well, we can't keep saying them. Oh, name. no, we no. can't. We'll get in trouble. Although, we, Though we I... have absolutely slagged them off, and apart from me, everyone thinks they're... They're monsters. I think my words were, I loathe them. I, so I, I'm not sure they'd be able to do their match with that for their I, ad. I enjoy them as a sort of personal challenge. Yeah. yeah. But is that, is that what you want from your snacks? Sometimes. Also, is that what you want from your slogan on your ad campaign? I enjoy them as a sort of personal challenge. This <laughs> is just a personal challenge quote. I loathe them, Emily Dean. <laughs> Few want to score, Frank Skinner. <laughs> and a picture of me pulling my collar to one side, as people do when it's hot. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. What are you laughing at, you people? We were enjoying... Um, uh, Emily did a good impression of the end of a lot of the songs that you like, Frank. Which oh, is... thanks, Pierre. Go on. <laughs> Sir, Emily was making fun of your songs. <laughs> <laughs> I said it ended. All the songs end with. Oi! <laughs> Sorry, Frank. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't these say are that. the songs that I play, not, yeah. not on the decade channel. So if you've, if you've just heard yeah. um, I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston, it won't really work. But no. just, I do play some shouty songs. I like shouty. I grew up with shouty. Shouty's part of my life. <laughs> I would like more sort of Whitney Houston or sort of classic love songs to end with. Oi! <laughs> 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 Good for me. I, I, you know, I, I like I, that. I don't like a fade. If I can, it can be avoided. No. No. So, so boys. That's what you say to your barber? Yeah. Oh yes. Do you know I, what? I, what are talking of Frank's barbers? I was thinking if I had, by the way, a travelling dermatology company where yeah. we went around dealing, we I'm could be listening. called. We could be called <laughs> Paw Patrol. <laughs> P-O-R-E. Oh. What do you think? Also, would you run it in the fashion of a rag and bone van with yeah. a recorded message on a tannoy? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Yeah, it's good. Bring out your dermatitis. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exfoliation. Yeah. I can ask you a question. Big canistan calendar on the back for dispensing. <laughs> Do either of you use masks ever? Masks. Mm. Yeah. Only on what? weekends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, for what purpose? Yeah. For making your skin look nice. Like, well, you oh, better, oh, you better, you better wise you... up if you're going to start this dermatology business. Yeah. Paw Patrol. Yeah. You mean those? Uh, do you mean those things that you sleep in that have like? Traditionally, a slice of cucumber over each no, eye. You can get those I sleep disposable in two old, ones. Two old coppers on each eye, <laughs> just to save the family a bit of time. That's on vampire. <laughs> it's the ferryman skincare plan. Oh, God. Oh, dear. No, Frank, you know those ones. I don't think I've ever slept. How do you sleep in one? Don't you get stuff all over the pillow? None of your beeswax. Mm. Do you not know those No, ones? I did use a bowl with a bit of beeswax. <laughs> <laughs> Have you not ever used one of those disposable ones? They tend to be from Korea, actually. You know, the white ones you put on your face. Oh, the, yeah. The fabric ones. I've you used... Not... Oh, never used a fabric one. I, I, do you I, know I put those a face. I yeah. put a face masks. I, I got a free sachet once. <laughs> Oh. And I I just sat watching the telly in a face mask. You've got very good skin, though. Thank you I've got so to be honest. much. So it does make me think you'd be a good brand ambassador for Paw Patrol. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That would be good. <laughs> I, I grew up with two sisters, so, yeah, I know the things you mean. It's yeah. a slightly frightening white I grew up with Halloween two sisters. Masks. 
They left three doors away, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> so, um... Oh, my God. No, but what, what's your face mask point? No, I just... Oh, I'll tell you what I have done. It's something the House of Commons, Minister, where you get to the point. I'll tell you what, what I have done. Is, I mean, if we're going to start going back and hauling over what was your point, sit oh, down. No. I, I didn't come here for points, but <laughs> I was once in the Blue Lagoon in Iceland... Oh, yeah, I've been there. Been there, Pierre? No. And Blue Lagoon, many people think, is some sort of natural warm spring. It's actually heated by a nearby factory. Is that right? Yeah, but Robinson's. there is a grey <laughs> clay under your feet. Disgusting. grey, squidgy clay. Mm. And I, what people do is they scoop it up and put it on their faces while they're in there. I didn't. I did it. So my face was covered in this white thing like I was in ancient Egypt. It was minus 28 that night. So, of course, when we went back in to get changed, I locked David Baddiel out of the changing (laughs) area in just these trunks. (laughs) Just to watch him freeze. (laughs) 28 degrees, quite dangerous. I didn't leave him too long. No. I didn't go for... um, Absolute um, bright blue. I just went for a little bit round the edges. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. You see, I didn't scrape when I went there. Uh, I didn't put the clay on my face. No. I think what concerns is a lot of men's old feet there. Well, there is that. On it. It's obviously men's old feet are not quite so alienated <laughs> to me as I operate <laughs> five feet ten inches away from them at all times. Frank Skinner. I need to get to something this morning. I've been meaning to bring it up. I would like to discuss the otter on the plane. Not just the otter. Is that like the elephant in the room? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is now, because I'm adopting that phrase. Yeah. But actually, it was an otter and a rat, strange bedfellows, were found running around a plane, which was travelling between Bangkok and Taiwan, I believe, earlier mm. this week. Now, I was so obsessed by this because the rat was described as a giant albino rat. Mm. For any Americans listening, albino. Yeah, there's a a fabulous um, James Stewart film when he plays a dad (laughs) and the daughter brings home this boyfriend who's very blonde and he says, is he he some kind of albino? (laughs) 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 So... And the rat, we should, let's deal with the rat first, because yeah. they did. Yeah. The cabin crew did, or as the Daily Mail chose to refer to them, the air hostess. They were still sticking to, uh, the, did to they? This, the 1974 air hostess. They actually did a, a particularly fine quote from the Daily Mail, <laughs> in which they referred to bongling <laughs> airport chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Nowhere else outside of a newspaper would yep. anyone talk about. Can you imagine someone losing their temper at an airport? A bungling ha- airport chief? It's like what it's they said. Security, you bungling. What it's they such said a was Beano that speak, apparently this woman's bag was um, was X-rayed, and they saw animals inside it in the X-ray, yeah. and they waved it through. Yeah, they, it, and were later seen that their pockets were bulging with currency. Yeah, I know, but it, it, honest, yeah. to let that go through without 
It's now we're all over again. Do you think it was? And it, was quite, it was quite some haul, Frank. Do you think it was the first day of the guy and he went, well, it's just a bunch of skeletons. <laughs> yeah, moving skeletons. It's just a bunch of squirming skeletons in that bag. Can we go back to the plane? Yes. Yes, sorry. Just let's go back to the plane because the rat, the giant albino rat, mm. um, who is described as having glistening red eyes. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit... Uh, Getting a bit, uh, that's a bit unkind. Literary. Why is it unkind? <laughs> well, it's al- albinism. It's you know. Would you rather the rat had dry red eyes? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, he's what he is. That rat, if it's a he. I am what I am. It might be a lady rat. I always associate the pet rat was very much the uh, default companion of the self-styled colourful character. Yeah. To oh, get yeah. people in Birmingham who had their own uh, had their own rat, and you think, oh right, mate. We've seen you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See down. <laughs> I remember someone shouting that at the West Brom game. See down, we've seen you. <laughs> and some bloke who got up and protested. <laughs> We could say that of so many people yeah. on yeah. reality television. Sit down. Sit down, we've seen you. They should get a letter saying that from the king. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you should get when you've retired. Yeah. I think that's a sit down. We've seen you. At your funeral. I'll probably have that at my funeral. I think the BBC sent me a telegram with it on. <laughs> We're discussing the otter and the rat that yes. was discovered on the plane. I mean, I'm saying the plane. Yeah. But it, it you know, I think uh, it was discovered. I'm not. Sh- I'm not actually sure. Was it going to? It was between Bangkok and, ta- and Taiwan. Taiwan. I think, it was in the air. Yeah, it was anyway. in the air. Someone said they got back to their seat. A, a, a friend went to the toilet or something and came back and said, I've just seen a rat on the plane. <laughs> Would you think it was just a dirty plane where it was... I was going to say, a, a rat is too medieval a pest for something as advanced as a plane. <laughs> That's what's wrong yeah. with it. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. quite work. Yeah. Well, what they said, which like I found you... interesting, is they relayed the conversation and they said, my friend whispered gently to me... There's a rat on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> when Would... does anyone ever whisper the sentence beginning, there's a rat, <laughs> well, gently? I'll tell you when, in the Mafia. <gasps> Why? There's Actually, a rat. Th- there's also a UB40 oh, song. There's a snitch. Yeah. There's yeah. a rat in the kitchen. Yeah, well, if I was in the Mafia and I was on a plane and someone came and they get, there's a rat on this plane. Yeah. Who, who's talking to the FBI? <laughs> oh, I like mm. that. Yeah. But anyway, they, it wasn't that. No, it was a real one. And they it? took the rat, they seized the rat first, they took it to the kitchen. Well, Anne got bitten in the process. Yeah. Oh, why were they taking it to the kitchen? That's a whole if, other... Just no, see if it was is. a ratatouille. <laughs> a bit dodgy. That, to oh. see if it could cook. <laughs> that is a worry. <laughs> or what if they put the rat under the pilot's hat and it flew the plane even better? Like ratatouille. <laughs> oh, did they, put a, did they put a little chef's hat on yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Why was that rat cooking things up? It's but, disgusting. Well, they, well, they did make... They Why made, did they, Frank, let the rat be a chef? It's I know, awful. It is. It's what? very... You can't have a rat oh, no, in the I mean, I always thought hairy bikers was as bad as it could get. <laughs> but an actual rat. Hairy bikers with no sort of... None of those hair things that yeah. Margaret Thatcher used to wear when she went to a biscuit factory on a tour. <laughs> Nothing like that. Just 
bear dropping into the food. Disgusting. Have you ever what seen a beard rat net? with the little claws stirring the stew? No. Ooh, yeah, there is a beard. Uh, I've seen beard nets one. Yeah, for the same thing. But yeah. hairy bikers never bother. It all just drops in. No. Oh, about the rats? Don't think what they're dropping in. Apple crumble. The top <laughs> millimetre is just dander from there. <laughs> Facial hair. Geordie Dander. Yeah. Geordie Dander. <laughs> uh, keep your feet still, Geordie Dander. Anyway, they found out about the rat because someone started shouting, pet rat, pet rat, it has a white body and it's not small. <laughs> There's a lot of things that could be described I, I, that way. I love an on-plane <laughs> quiz. <laughs> I, love, uh, I love a riddle. Just the pilot. <laughs> On a flight. Ladies and gentlemen, what has a white body? It's not small. Is well, it? There's one on the plane. It is quite what small. What has a white body and it's not small? There's lots of things. Me. The UK's... Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. UK's strongest man, I was going to yes, say. Yes. Well, that, that, you already answered. I've seen them. Oh, you would have been very good at that competition. What oh, about anyway. when I was on an American Airlines flight and there was a dog in the hold that just kept started really barking? Was it? And it's somewhat horrible about hearing a dog barking from the hold yeah. on yeah. a thing. And uh, I've never heard it before or since on a plane. And I remember it crossing my mind that maybe American Airlines use dogs like miners use canaries <laughs> to uh, be the first to sense a crisis that that was giving off the alarm. <laughs> oh, really? I don't do myself any favours. We've been talking about the otter and the rat yeah. on the mm. plane. There were more creatures, I should say. There were 28 live turtles. Yeah, they, yes. they found the passenger and they, they got, there's 28 star turtles mm. and a, a <laughs> snake. Sounds like a Hollywood. 28 star turtles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A snake, a marmot. Yeah. I don't even know what that is, but I understand people either love them or hate them. <laughs> Oh, God. And, uh, and best of all, two otters and then two <laughs> unknown rodents. Mm. Well, that's uh, reassuring. Do they not have a Shazam app for rodents <laughs> that mean, you, can just, you can just point it at it? <laughs> Frank, I don't love the known ones. No, exactly. Don't get me started on the unknown. I, I empathise with the... The lady who brought on the twenty-eight turtles, because you 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 always buy more than you need and yeah. duty free, don't you? Exactly. You would never normally buy twenty-eight turtles at once. You'd get one. Well, yeah, they're, they're duty free. They're on us. It's a family pack. Yeah. The perpetrator, who you're rather kindly referring to as the lady the who brought lady. on the twenty-eight turtles. Mm, yes. I really like the sound of her though, because her response when she was confronted, they did a very plain thing, which was. Can is anybody who knows anything about these creatures please make themselves known to mm. cabin crew, which is the ultimate, the plain... So David Attenborough put his hand up. <laughs> I've got something to... Well, went on for hours. <laughs> the star turtle is... <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> Otters we, don't normally operate yeah. at 30,000 feet above sea level. <laughs> Um, that's what they say. They say. We've seen you when he starts talking about his natural history. Um, the marmots spread themselves pretty thinly. <laughs> Carry on anyway, sorry. Oh. I'll stop there. Um, we'll stop. The perpetrator, the response was great. 
She went for the attack and delay. Yeah, that's always good. Do you hear what she said, Frank? She said, I want a refund. She demanded a <laughs> refund. <laughs> for what? The animals? Yeah. It was a bit Trumpian, almost, mm. in the tactics. Yeah. Terrible play. But Very you know, bad people. You got a lot of turtles. <laughs> got a lot of turtles. Very well behaved. People. You don't hear a lot about them. <laughs> <laughs> totally unknown, the rodents. No one knew. No one knew. No, no, no one, one knew. knew. Totally unknown. <laughs> A lot of people are saying. Yeah. Yeah, so the Trump woman, as I'm calling her, yeah. she um, she was, I presume, apprehended, wasn't she, afterwards? Yes, she was in, at some she's stage. In trouble. At, was she in trouble? She's in trouble. <laughs> um. But the unknown rodents has disturbed me. Mm. I mean, what fresh hell was that? Well, also, it said that um, they were taken to Pong Chung University for confirmation before disposal. Mm. Catholics, obviously. Oh, God. <laughs> Death, deathbed conversions. Exactly. <laughs> well, Paul from Manchester, mm. very briefly, I work in pest control. I used to treat aircraft with a pesticide, ah. including the cabin, galley and luggage hold. If rodents are ever found on a plane, that plane cannot fly again until it's been expected for any damage to cables and wires. It's a very serious no, thing. I'm the pest control man who told you about flying no. ants. That would never occur to me that they yeah. might gnaw at the wires. What about the unknown rodents? I try to think what they'll do. Well, we, we don't know what they'll do. <laughs> I, think, um, I think the animal I'd least like to see on a plane is a bird. Yeah. They wouldn't be team players if anything went wrong. No. Well, they do they sometimes. They their own way to safety. <laughs> exactly. They find the kestrels and the birds of prey, don't they? What, Frank, mm. what animal would you like, least like to see on a plane? Um... <sighs> Lion, a shoeless man. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right, birds. Would birds bother to land on a plane, or would they just fly? Would it be like in a taxi? Would we just keep banging into them because they'd be flying at a different speed? I can't work anyway. it out. The taxi, they'd be like, anywhere here's fine. I was once on a play with the uh, on a plane with the Olympic swimmer, um, Mark Foster. Huh? And they read out the bit about, you know, the life jackets and stuff. He looked at them with absolute <laughs> contempt. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah, I was just going to hold on to him. Um, that was whether he crashed or not. He looked fantastic. Anyway, Sarah Champion's up next. Do listen to Sarah. Thank you so much for listening to us. And if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out.